0: Welcome to Get On Purpose, the podcast to get clear on what matters to you, get moving, and get results. Hello, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 20. Our first season focused on you, you the individual, and talked about the framework that we proposed to live a life on purpose. In Season 2, we met with people and we're in conversation with people that we believe are really turning their intentions into actions and activating them on the ground. Their purpose is actually live in what they do. Season three, well, it's back to business. We think it's really important to discuss business on purpose. And we want to look at the intersection of three things, the intersection of capital markets, global needs, and human behaviors, and how they work together. So today I want to discuss the people I'm following in these areas because I like what they have to say, and they're backed by research and decades of deep, immersive experiences, something I believe differentiates intentions from actions, people who are on the ground, hands-on, and who understand at an intellectual level, but also feel it in their heart at an emotional level, and lastly, and most importantly, never ignore their instinct. The intersection that we talk about um, in episode 19, you know, where we were in conversation with Professor Eunice, where his book proposes a, a new world, a world of three zeros, a new economic model of zero poverty, zero unemployment, and zero net carbon. So how does that intersect with capital markets? You know, how can that seemingly new crazy idea from Professor Eunice link into the world we live in that is so profoundly driven by our capital markets. Well, that's why I follow Larry Fink. He is the chairman and CEO of BlackRock. BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager. So what are we like what are we talking about? You know, how big <laughs> these guys manage, and guys is general, gender neutral, 6 trillion US dollars a year of assets. Like 6 trillion US dollars a year of assets. What does this look like? You know, sometimes you hear numbers and you're like, "Yeah, it's not too much. That is actually the total GDP of the world, excluding US and China. It makes them like their own, their own There's my speech impediment, amalgamated countries. So we've got the equivalent of the entire world, excluding US and China in GDP. So when Larry speaks, I listen And when BlackRock moves, they've got a ripple effect. We're talking about a ripple effect that probably could be like a little tsunami. The third person that intersects with all of this sits in this whole um, new genre of human behaviorists. You know, they're, they're like rock stars. You know, we've got Dr. Jason Fox, the hipster here in Australia. We've got, of course... The world famous Simon Sinek, who, you know, I adore for his work on why, which of course it links and is intrinsically part of purpose. And the girl crush of me and many of my friends, you know, you just couldn't go past Bernie Brown. And what all of these guys are doing is they're they're translating research and neuroscience into practical explanations that we can actually execute on and turn into action so that we become better people. And hopefully better leaders. So who I want to talk to today and in this season in terms of this intersection is Marvin Oka, who is a U.S. native born in Hawaii who now lives in Melbourne. And he's an author and authority in the field of behavioral modeling. And what I like about his work is he's talking about three brains. And he's talking about the head, the heart, and the gut. And for the Australians that know me well, I'm constantly talking about the head and heart. And I'm always just mentioning there's only 12 inches between it. Sometimes I make a rude joke. Sometimes I don't. But the gut matters. And he um, argues that, you know, obviously ancient wisdom and teachings often talk about this, you know, the head, the heart, the hands They talk about the chakras. There's many, many things that people talk about that talk about the different areas of the body. But neuroscience has now shown us that there are massive networks of neurons, and they have very distinct roles. And Marvin's work is focusing on the role of the head, the heart, and the gut, and how they play together. And when you're working all three, you make better decisions. So this season is looking at the intersection of these three people's thinking. And when I talk about building on each other, I want to focus on intersection because we need to move to a business environment that does execute on purpose. And to do that, we've got to shift. We've got to take the complexities out and be able to find a way where all of these worlds can meet and operate synergistically so that we have harmony on the planet in terms of the way people live together. We have harmony on the way we treat our planet. And this is what I focus on the most. And, you know, the the rise of activism is, is purely a symbol of the unrest and the anxiety that's sitting in the world. But we'll talk about that because it is a unique paradox that Larry speaks to of how can we be having such market growth, such high market growth over the last couple of years, yet have such anxiety in the market. So let's focus on Larry Fink. What's he been up to? Every year, Larry publishes an open letter to CEOs. And this year's 2018 was titled A Sense of Purpose. So of course, it got my attention and was music to my ears. And with a $6 trillion ripple effect, I think everybody should have a look at it. It is a read I highly recommend no matter what business or organization you're in. You're running your own company, you work for a non-for-profit, you work for the government, it doesn't matter. So Larry's letter aligns with the central thesis of Professor Eunice's book by outlining the paradox of high returns and high anxiety, which I spoke to. You know, how those with capital have reaped enormous benefits Whilst many, in my opinion and in Larry's, across the world who do not have the financial capacity or worse, no access at all, haven't reaped the benefits and that divide is getting bigger. So a statement that society is demanding companies, both private and public, to serve a social purpose is clearly defined at the start of Larry's letter. So what does this mean? And I want to read it verbatim so that I don't misrepresent. Without a sense of purpose, no company, either public or private, can achieve its full potential. It will ultimately lose the license to operate from key stakeholders. It will succumb to short-term pressures to distribute earnings and, in the process, sacrifice investments in employee development, innovation, and capital expenditures that are necessary for long-term growth. And this, of course, is what BlackRock is after, long-term growth. So what does this exactly mean? And what are we talking about with stakeholders? Stakeholders is a word that I think people often just kind of, they're like, oh, that's another corporate slang word, another lingo. So I just want to unpack that. I do it in my book. I've said it in season one. Just exactly what does it look like? Well, for me, it's the answer to the question, how can you have a sense of purpose if you don't know who you're serving? How can you have a sense of purpose if you don't know who you're serving? We need to serve. And so we've got to have clarity on who that is. And that's the generic word of stakeholders. So for a long time, publicly listed companies have been laser focused on their shareholders, the owners of their company. And unfortunately, that single-minded stakeholder approach has blindsided publicly listed companies a little bit by being very driven on quarterly results because often that's what shareholders demand. But then there's the actual customer. You know, the person who's actually actually purchasing your product, you know? What happens if we just focus on them? One of the challenges with that, as I've outlined in the plot framework that's in my book, is we forget the team, the people that work for us because we're so laser-focused on the customer. We forget that, you know, our employees are stakeholders, Maybe we underpay them. Maybe that's part of the problem with wage growth. We're so focused on serving the customer and getting the price where everybody wants it. We can't move wages. I mean, the the flat line of that is staggering worldwide. And then there's employees. They're clearly a stakeholder. And we have to look after them because we know that employee engagement is the number one metric that shifts your company's performance. But we've also got to keep that balance so that we don't create a nanny state, right? If you forget to focus on the customer, you're just looking internally. But what Larry's saying in his letter is there's more. There's more than the shareholders. There's more than the customer. There's more than the employees. And this is no longer the responsibility of your corporate social responsibility team. This is no longer something you do when your company hits a certain profit and you open your own personal foundation. It's something you have to embrace at the start. And by at the start, it means when you're defining your purpose, when you're setting your vision, and when you're building your strategic framework. And these stakeholders include the community around you and the planet, the environment, And we've seen by examples in the market that ignoring the community, you're going to hear it through activism. You're going to get a social media campaign launched against you because you are leaving your community behind. We've seen it with environmental activism. If you are out there and you are not taking care, if you are not applying stewardship to Mother Earth, sooner or later, those three core stakeholders customers, employees, and shareholders are going to come and remind you that this is important. So this is what we're going to unpack in this season, this intersection. And we're going to start in the next episode by really unpacking Larry's letter, the sense of purpose. So I'm excited to take this journey. I think there's going to be a lot in it. And I look forward to, um, you know, heading in. So today's GOPPA, at the start, I really want you to read A Sense of Purpose. It's four to five pages. It's not that long. I also would like you to click the link in Sense of Purpose and read last year's letter because they're intrinsically linked. And Larry takes the time to reference it. And his point is, I've been asking for long-term focus for two years in a row, guys. That's his message in linking the two. So thank you. And remember, everybody... What you do matters. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to Get On Purpose on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or follow us on Spotify. And feel free to leave a comment or review. We're always keen to hear from you. If you want to get in touch, I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter as Karen T. James. And there's loads more information on our website, KarenTJames.com. We've got our On Purpose Consulting where we can work with your organization to help you have your purpose, strategy, and execution defined and activated. We can also be there for you at a speaking environment or your conferences or anything else you need from us. Find us on Facebook and Instagram as On Purpose Hub.